Welcome to the Church for All Nations podcast, streaming live from Tacoma, Washington. We're so excited you joined us today. We hope you're encouraged by this week's message. We're continuing our series today entitled Frequency. Someone say frequency. Frequency. We've been talking about what it looks like to get on God's wavelength, how to, how to tune in to his voice, how to cut out all of the noise and the chaos that our culture just inevitably throws at us. How do we, we kind of carve through all of that and hear directly from him? Because here's the thing, we mentioned it last week, God is speaking today. Did you know that? He, he, he's not, he's not, he, he didn't like wrap it up a long time ago and he's now silent. You know, there are, there are some different theological camps that believe that his last words are contained in scripture and he's now silent. I, I'm sorry, but I just, I can't believe that. I, I believe that he's speaking to us even right now. For some of you, he spoke to you this morning about getting out of bed, even though you didn't want to, and, and, and de-ice the front, you know, the whole thing. He was like, you got to get to the, get to the house of God. And so I, so, so he, he, he's speaking. It's that small whisper that we, some of us know very, very well. In fact, I really like this quote. You'll see it on the screens from Dallas Willard. It says this. It says, if God doesn't speak today, then the greatest disservice we could ever do to people is to tell them that they could have a personal relationship with God. I just like that. Because how can you have a personal relationship with God if he's not even talking to you, right? So we truly, truly believe it. And next week, I want you to be here because I'm going to answer the question of how do I know it's God's voice and not just the pizza from last night? Because, because how many of you know that sometimes what you're experiencing isn't God's voice at all? It's something else. Uh, you, know, I, you know, I had a guy tell me one time, hey, J- hey, JF, you know, I feel like God's speaking to me that I need to leave my wife and have an affair with my secretary. I said, no, 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 that's, that's not God's voice. <laughs> Sit down. That is not God, right? And why is it not God? Because God will never go against his word. And so next week, make sure you're here because I'm, I'm going to provide some filters, if you will, and some different ways that you can, you can know whether it's really him or something completely else. So make sure you're here. But today I wanna talk about why he speaks. Can we do that? I wanna talk about why he speaks and then how he does it. So if you have something to write with, get out a pen or if you're new school, get your phone out, whatever it looks like. And, and, and write some of this stuff down because this is, this is good, good stuff right here. Our, our theme verse, well, really passage uh, for this series comes from John chapter 10. John chapter 10, verses three through five. This is Jesus uh, telling, up, uh, telling a, a made-up story called a parable to drive home a principle. And we'll read it right here. This is our anchor text for this series. Scripture says the gatekeeper opens the gate for him, him being Jesus, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all of his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. 
We mentioned it last week. Some of you just need to hear that your shepherd goes in front of you today. He's leading and guiding you and calling you out by name. His name is Jesus. But they will never follow a stranger. So the the sheep won't follow some other voice. They only follow their shepherd's voice because they know it. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Look at this other passage right here. Matthew chapter one, verse 23. It says this. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. This is what separates our God from every other God. We serve a God who went out of his way to name himself his exact intentions that he has planned for us. And his intentions that he has planned for you and for me is to be with you. He, he, he nicknamed himself God with us. He wants you to know today that he, he is with you. And every other faith, every other God out there, every other divine being is demanding you to crawl and to climb and to pay penance to get to him. And so there's people in our world that spend their whole lives beating themselves up to get some type of approval from their divine being. But I'm here today to tell you, you drove in the snow to get here to hear this, and that is, you are favored by God. He has favor on you. He sees you, and he went out of his way to name himself, I am with you. Someone just needs to hear that today. Emmanuel, God with us. So here we go. Number one, why, why does God speak? First one is this, God speaks to facilitate friendship. If you're taking notes, write that down. God speaks to facilitate friendship. Look at this passage of scripture, Exodus 33, verse 11. It says, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Some of you don't understand this. Maybe you grew up in a hyper-religious atmosphere where God was cold to you, where God was far off from you, where God uses language like, thus saith the Lord, and, and yea, verily, and, and, and you shall be punished. And of course, God has an English accent for some reason, and I'm here to tell you God's not from England today, all right? <laughs> And so maybe you grow up into this type of uh, environment where God was distant from you and and disconnected from you. And scripture says in the second book of the Torah, it says, no, the, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as a friend speaks to each other. God is looking for a conversation with you his friend this morning. He, he wants to have a very personal relationship with you. So I want you to know he speaks to facilitate friendship. So with that in mind, stop rattling off your speech to him. Like stop preparing your speech. Just have a conversation with him like you would your very best friend. His intentions, his desire for you today is to be in intimate relationship, tight friendship with you. God speaks to facilitate friendship this morning. Here's the second one. God speaks to give guidance. So he speaks 
to facilitate friendship, but then he also speaks to give guidance to each and every one of us. You see, he sees the dangers up ahead that we can't see. He, 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 he's here to guide you. He sees the roads that we shouldn't be taking. And the tension that you'll always face is, is this, you're walking down one road and God is saying, no, 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 uh, you, you cannot go that way. And, and, and the tension you'll have is you'll get frustrated from time to time with that. Because you felt like the road you were walking down was the right road. But I want you to understand something today, that God sees the end from the beginning. He, he sees the big picture that you and I can't understand. He's saying to you today, honey, I know you really like that guy but he's the wrong guy for you. And in the moment, you feel like, no, this is the right guy, God. And he's saying, you don't understand. I I see the whole picture. I see the end from the beginning. You can't see it. You're gonna have to trust me. He's a God that provides guidance for us. He's a God that has perspective on things that we do not have. And I'm reminded of this verse in Proverbs chapter three, verse six. It says, listen for God's voice. In some things you do, no. We read this last week. In everything you do, everywhere you go, he's the one who will keep you on track. God speaks this morning to provide guidance for you and for me. So he speaks to facilitate friendship, He speaks to provide guidance for us. Here's the third one. God speaks to provide perspective. I just mentioned that word. He speaks to provide perspective, perspective that he has that you don't. Now listen to what I'm about to say here. Not everything that you're seeing is really going on. Let let me say it better like this. Not everything you're seeing in the natural is what's really going on. You see, there's another realm called the supernatural that God lives in. So with that said, our God lives in two perspectives. He lives in two realms. He lives in the natural, but he also lives in the supernatural. And most of us tend to only stay in this one realm called the natural. But can I give you some good news today? Here's some good news. God wants you to bring, he he wants to bring you into this secondary realm with him called the supernatural. Yes, you are living in the natural, but he wants wants you to be guided by him into the secondary perspective, the secondary realm, this place called the supernatural. That's where he wants you to be with him today. And I love this passage of scripture because this is what confirms what I'm talking about right here. First Corinthians chapter five, verse seven. Maybe you've read this somewhere before. This is how he wants us to live. Are you ready for it? For we walk by, say it, we walk by faith and not by sight. I'm talking about this secondary realm called the supernatural that so many of us miss out on in life. We walk by faith, 
not by sight. You see, God wants you to respond to what he's saying and not what you're currently looking at. This will preach. Uh, don't, I'm going to get fired up here in a second. God wants you, I'll say it again. He wants you to respond to what he's saying to you and not to what you're currently looking at. You see, so many of us just stare at the brokenness in front of us, the uphill battle in front of us, and we respond based on what we're looking at. And God is saying, I got two perspectives. I see the whole thing. Shut that down and listen to what I'm saying. Get the victory in what I'm saying and not the defeat in what you're looking at. It's so good. It's, it's, called, it's called walking by faith and not by sight. And man, I got to get better at that. This is my pursuit in life. Um, there's this story my buddy of mine told me. Uh, there was a Wisconsin Badgers football game, college football game. And they were getting smoked. I mean, they were getting beat bad. And the place was packed, right? And they would, you know, just bad play after bad play. Just terror. They just were just not playing good football. But the players started getting really confused because every once in a while, they would hear like this roar from the audience. And they're like, ah, like they were cheer. It was almost like they were cheering while their team was losing. And the players were super confused. They're like, we suck right now. Everyone's chilling, all at the same time. Some guys would be jumping around, yeah! And they're getting killed by like 40 points. And they looked a little closer, and it turned out that almost everyone sitting in the bleachers had little earbuds in. And they had these little earbuds in because the Milwaukee Brewers were in the playoffs. And every time the Milwaukee Brewers would score a run, everyone in the audience would just, right? Ah, so so, so, so here's, here's the game in their ears, but they're looking at something else. You see, it, it, they, they were looking at, at, at something in one realm, but they were hearing something in a completely different realm. In their ears, they were hearing victory while they were looking at defeat the entire time. And so someone, someone in this room, you, you, gotta, you gotta get that truth inside of you, is that God is speaking in another realm that he wants to invite you into called the supernatural. He wants you to respond to what he's saying and not by just what you're looking at today. So the question is, how does he do it? How does he do it? Well, if you read throughout the scriptures, he speaks in many different ways. Some ways are really dramatic. Some ways you can read the children of Israel and there was a, a big ball of fire that they were listening for and responding to and seeing. That was him. And he comes in the form of just all kinds of, he has a loud voice, but the most common way that God speaks is through the whispers through the whispers. First Kings chapter 18. Maybe you remember the prophet Elisha. He fights the prophets of Baal and it's a, it's a, it's a wild 
awesome, entertaining story. But because of this, there's some people that aren't too happy with him. So Elisha's on the run. You can read the whole chapter, 1 Kings 18. He's on the run and he's hiding out in the caves, in the Judean desert. He's hiding out, he's scared for his life. And then in chapter 19, the Lord speaks to him. Look what it says here. It says, the Lord said, now he's in these caves. He's scared. The Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord. For the Lord is about to pass by. Now watch this. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. Now watch. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake. That's a pretty dramatic few minutes, huh? There was an earthquake. Now, but look what happened here. But the Lord, he wasn't in the earthquake. After the earthquake, now there's a fire? Are you serious? Fire comes, but the Lord was not in the fire. And here it is. After the fire came a gentle whisper. So the most common way that he speaks is through the whisper. It's the nudge. It's the impression that so many people ask me about constantly. Is, is this him? Is that what it is? We'll talk about that next week. But this is, this is how he does it. And maybe you're sitting here today and you know exactly what I'm talking about. You've experienced this whisper. You've experienced the impression. And for some of you, there was a whisper that changed your life. For some of you, you're sitting in this room and the reason why you're sitting in this room in this city and not in Dallas is because you got a whisper 15 years ago and that whisper changed everything for you. You entered into a different realm out of the natural into the supernatural where God was speaking and because you responded to what he was saying and not by what you were looking at, your whole world has changed for the good. Dallas was leading you to destruction, to coma victory, but you couldn't have responded unless you were tuned into what he was saying. And he does this in the whisper, in the whisper. So let me give you a few ways to recognize the whisper, and then we'll, uh, we'll pray and move on. Number one, God always whispers encouragement. He whispers, you, you need to write that down and circle that. He whispers encouragement. Look at this passage of scripture, Romans 8, 16. The Holy Spirit speaks to us deep in our heart. Now watch this. And tells us that we are God's children. Someone in this room, you need to hear that today. God is whispering to you that you are my child. He's encouraging you this morning and reminding you. Maybe you're here, this is the first time you've really understood this, but God is saying, you are my child. You are my kid. I will go to the ends of the earth for you. And I'll be honest with you. There's times in my own life as a father where I want to disown my kids. Hello. (laughs) Do, Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, there's moments where you're like, I, I, I'm a, ah. but let me tell you one, th- one thing. They're my kids. They're, they're my kids, and I will go to the ends of the universe to chase them down, to say, son, daughter, God has something better for you. The direction you're heading in 
That is not my good plans. And I will chase you to the ends of the universe to tell you God has something better for you. And that's what God is saying to you today. God isn't necessarily pleased with your behavior, but man, he isn't disowning you today. He loves you today. He's chasing you down, encouraging you. Listen to my voice. I'm an encourager. That's who I am. God knows exactly what you did last night, and he's not kicking you out of his family. He knows all the darkest, deepest, deepest secrets that no one else knows. He knows it, but he's not saying, see, I told you, boom, get out of here. I always knew that about you. Get out there. Earthly fathers time to time do that, but man, not our heavenly father. Why? Because he whispers encouragement this morning. Someone in here, you need to hear that today. He whispers encouragement. You are his Child, I love this passage of scripture, Isaiah 55, verse three. Pay attention, come close now. Listen carefully, here it is, to my life-giving, life-nourishing words. I've said it before, you will never hear me up here just smashing it across. Hey, you old sinner, you gotta get right with God, get your tail, I know, and now I want you to give in the offering. That's right. I'm going to tell you how bad, now I need you to, now I want you to pay for it. No, 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 you'll always hear life-giving, life-nourishing words coming straight from Scripture. Why? Because that's who God is. That's the type of God we serve, a life-giving God. I'm making a lasting covenant commitment with you, despite how messed up you are. Like, I'm, I'm signing this, this is a lifelong commitment to you. The same that I made with David, sure, solid, enduring. You see, he doesn't see you through the lens of what you're doing, but rather who you're becoming. He sees the type of person that you're becoming. He doesn't look exactly where you're at right now. He says, no, 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 I have so much more for you, daughter. I have so much more for you, son. I'm an encouraging God, and that, that, is what drives us to him. So, so, so he's an encouraging God. Number two, he whispers warnings. So he whispers encouragement. He whispers warnings. If you, uh, if you grew up in the church like I did, there's like this uh, church language that we use, and I try to stay away from it as much as possible, but they're called Christian ease. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like this, God bless you, brother. It's so good. Welcome to the house. And you can go into this whole thing talking in this like language that no one, no secular person even has any clue. As Let me hear a big amen today. A big old, big old amen. So those of you that, you know exactly what that means. Amen means I agree with you, right? So then why don't I just say, hey, I just want to hear everyone shout out, I agree with you, right? Well, because we got to use the Christianese, right? It's just kind of something we do. And, and, and so you can, you can Google them online if you'd like to really get into it. I don't encourage it, but that sometimes it comes out of me. But one of the Christianese that, that, we, that we use a lot, I even use a lot, is I got to check in my spirit. You know that one? It's like, I just, I don't know. I just got to check in my spirit about that situation. Oh, that guy, yeah, I met with him, you know, but I just got to check in my, well, what is that? Well, really, that's, that's a, a spiritual thing is taking place in someone who's, who says that, most of the time. 
But what they're really saying is, is that they're using discernment. What that really means is that the Holy Spirit is nudging a warning about something. And man, my wife has got this dialed in. There's times she'll say, I just got a, kind of a check in my spirit about that person. I'm like, what are you talking about? I just si- signed a five-year commitment with that guy and we're gonna change the world for God. How could you have a check? No, you don't. I rebuke that, Christian E. I rebuke that word. And, they, that, I ha- and then you know what? Almost 100% of the time, she's right. You know, I don't know. I can't just go out on a limb and say women just are more in tune with this. But from my experience, my mom and my grandmother and my wife, they all get checks in their spirit all the time. And all that is, it's just, it's the Holy Spirit just giving little, little warnings. And I'm, and I'm reminded of this passage of scripture in Acts chapter 16, verses six and seven. Here's something that you probably won't read most of the time in scripture. And that is, it says, they were forbidden They were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. After they had come to to Mysia, they tried to go to, I'm not even trying to say that, but the Spirit did not permit them. The, The Holy Spirit nudged them, warnings. They got checks in their spirit, right? Holy Spirit didn't even want them to preach the gospel. Why? Because he lives in a, another realm and he sees the whole picture, right? So the Holy Spirit whispers these nudges. I, I don't know if you've ever done this. Can I, can I just, I'm, this is real talk. This is real talk. Have you ever gotten really upset with someone and like in, in the moment you're just fired, you're just, oh, I'm so mad. And, and, and you make this mistake, you get your phone out and you write, do you know what I'm talking about? Like you write, and in t- I'm talking like, it can be like this long of just how you want to murder them. I'm kidding about that, but, but just how, just how ticked, and you're just like, oh yeah, man, this about you, and I can't believe you, and you did it, and the mistake that you're about to make is to hit send, okay? That's, you can write, take an hour and write the whole thing out, but man, I've done that a couple times, and right when I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna bury the hatchet in this brother, you know, all of a sudden, I, check in the spirit, right? Holy Spirit says, no, 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 that's, you don't want to do that, right? And what, what I've learned is when I hit a race and I stomp down the driveway or whatever and I go to sleep, just practice this. I go to sleep, I wake up in the morning, the, most of the time, the most, all that angst and stuff is all gone. Do you have to have a difficult conversation? Probably but man, you just, you just saved your life right there. And that's the Holy Spirit just whispering little warnings, don't do that. Here, here, here's, a, here's a couple, you can write these down. Maybe the Holy Spirit is whispering a warning to you today. Write this down, don't do it. Don't do it. What does that mean for you? Don't, don't do it. Stop. Don't talk to her again. Do not go over the, don't do it for the sake of your marriage, the sake of your kids. Don't have one more conversation with her. What does that look like? Don't do it. Here's another one, write this down. And the secret. And the secret. Listen, you don't, you don't gotta like get on Facebook Live and like, Tell the world about that secret. You gotta tell someone though. Like you gotta, you gotta tell, and that's, 
That's why, these, that's why we're putting so much emphasis on our small groups. Because, because in small groups is where you find freedom. And a lot of it has to do with this thing right here, the secret or the litany of secrets. Some of you are gonna get in, you're gonna go out to our showcase next Sunday, you're gonna get into a group, and in three months, you're gonna share that secret with a brother or a sister, and you'll be able to just get it out, man. I, I, what I, one of the things I love about small groups is the lawn conversations. You know, you know what I'm talking about? It's like you're in that group, and hey, man, afterwards, can we just talk in the front yard for a couple of minutes? I got... I got some stuff out of you. Oh, sure, yeah. And you're out there in the yard. And, and man, that's like, that, that's like the next level. And you're out there with, with Bill. And Bill, man, I got, I got this secret. And I was in your group. And we were, we were having buffalo wings. And like, man, I, I, I just got to tell you what's going on. And man, I, I mess up a lot. Man, you know me. I travel every week for, for work. And man, it's... It's on those trips. I mean, I, I mess up a lot. And I got all kinds. I got stuff going on in Denver and St. Louis. And I got, I, I need help, man. And that's the third one right there. I need help. Get some help. Maybe that's the whisper, the warning. Holy Spirit saying, get some help, man. This thing is eating your lunch. You cannot kick this thing alone. You're, you're going to need some help. Maybe it's professional help. Maybe it's some rehab. Maybe it's the pills that the doctor has, has been trying to get you to take. I don't know what it looks like for you, but you need some help. These are just little, little nudges that the Holy Spirit is whispering. Isaiah 30 verse 21 says this, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. And that's the third little whisper there. He whispers direction. He whispers direction today. The band can come back up. We're going to pray in a second here. But I said it last week. Consult God. Consult God on the decisions that you're making. Some of us, we we miss this. We fall in love with that duplex. You know what I mean? And it's like, honey, I found it, and we got to make the decision right now. The realtor, he, had, he, he said if we, if we just give him five bucks right now, he'll cover the rest of it for us. And we just got to, everything we can do, but he's waiting right there. We got to go right now. Ah, it's, it's our dream duplex. Ah, right? And there's, and there's like, you're making a life-altering decision. <laughs> and, and God isn't in the equation whatsoever. I'm, I'm, not, I'm guilty of this too, right? This is encouragement today. I, I just said, hey, a little practice my wife and I use whenever it comes to some of these decisions is, hey, let's just, let's just get some sleep. Let's pray together, right? I'm sure the duplex will still be there. If it's not there, I'm sure there's another one we're gonna find, right? Like, like let's, let's, let's talk to God. Here's another one. Let's call our parents, man. See if they'll join in prayer with us. Let, you don't have parents? Let, let, let me call one of the pastors over there at CFAN or one of the, 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 the facilitator of my life, my small group, my life group. Like, like, get someone praying with you because scripture is very clear that your prayers are more powerful when, you, when it's done in pairs or more. 
If you're, if you're just praying your isolated prayers, they're good, but man, if I could get together with a brother and say, hey man, I got, I got, I'm falling in love with this duplex over here. Will you pray with me and see if that's the right one that God would, and you know what's cool? Is that when you honor God in this asking of direction, he, he's going to honor you back. I, I can't tell you how many times in my life where I just stopped and said, you know what? I gotta call my aunt and, and, and see, she, she hears from God on this area and I'm gonna call her and whatever. And God always responds, whether that's opening that door or closing it because it's the wrong one and opening the one that we truly wanted. This is just how he works. He whispers direction to you. And here's the last one that we're gonna pray. He whispers direction, number four, he whispers dreams. Oh, this one's cool. He whispers dreams. Whether that's, a, whether that's a dr- an actual dream in the middle of the night, those are super cool, by the way. I don't know if you've ever experienced that. Where God just shows you something in the supernatural, in your dreams, or if it's something you've really been dreaming about. Maybe it's a confirmation of something that you've been pursuing. Scripture is clear that he, he, he gives his kids the desires of their heart, right? Look at this passage, Job 33 says, for God speaks again and again. He speaks in dreams, in visions of the night. I, I've never had this happen to me, but I've had friends that have literally had visions. I was in Lebanon a couple of years ago and I went to a, a Christian church in Lebanon, right on the Syrian border. And I'll never forget it being in that worship service. And most of the people in that room were ex-Muslims. And I can't tell you how many stories that I heard from them saying, the reason why I'm following Jesus is because a man in a white uh, robe came to me in my room. I'm like, what? Uh, uh, It woke me up in the middle of the night, sir, and there there was a man, a divine being in my room in a white robe and said, come to me. I am him. I am who you've been searching for. So some people literally have that experience. God, can I have one of those? Wouldn't that be cool? He, he does this from time to time. They're called visions. It's very cool. Acts 2.17, in the last days, we talked about this a couple of weeks, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Here it is, your sons, your daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, your old men will dream dreams. Hey, if you don't have any old men in your life or kids in your life, find some. Find some because they are speaking. And anytime my, my daughter or my son says something that even slightly feels spiritual, slightly, I'm just like, let's hear it. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? My, my, my daughter draw, uh, she's an artist. So she'll draw things that she says God's telling her. What? True story. She'll leave stuff on my desk and it's like this whole story. And I'm like, what? She's like, well, God told me that did it. So I just drew this. I'm just like, awesome, right? Because he speaks to children. He speaks to the kids. He's, he speaks to the elderly. I'm so grateful that our, our church is multi, uh, is diverse in our age, right? 
We have kids. We have uh, elders. And I'm thankful for the elderly in this church. They meet every Wednesday upstairs here, about 50 of them, called the torchbearers, man. And I give you permission, if you're like 27, you can come to that. They would love to have you. And you'll go in there and you'll hear Pastor Warsh just pray heaven down. He'll use some of those yays and thous. I love it, right? But man, I want to get close to people like that who, who really know the whispers, who are willing and, 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 and desperately wanting to share what the Lord's speaking. So he speaks in dreams. And so here's the last thought, and we'll pray. So the question is, what do we need to do to be able to truly tune in? Boils down to this right here. We need a certain posture. It it requires a certain attitude from me. Oh, I don't, I don't hear from God. Well, if you started with changing your posture and your attitude, maybe he'd be up for it. It starts with humility. It starts with almost like spiritually, like getting down on your knee and just saying, Lord, I've never heard from you ever in my life in the sense that I I think I'm supposed to hear from you and I want to. So right now, Lord, I just, I get into a pot. Maybe you have to do this physically. I don't know. Maybe you're you're gonna have to go home today in your apartment and just like get down on your knees and like symbolically and just say, Lord, I, I, want, I want my attitude to be in the right place. I, I've been a skeptic for years. Oh, pfft, ah, all that kind of stuff. Get that out of your soul, man. And just say, God, man, humble me. I want to be in the right posture to hear from you. And I'm telling you, he'll respond. Just like the story of Samuel. We were talking about Samuel this morning as we dedicated our kiddos. Hannah brings little Samuel to Eli in the, in the temple. Her posture was just, so her posture came with humility and she offered Samuel to God, dedicated him there, said, you're gonna, you're gonna live in the house of God. And the story goes on, you can, you can read it in 1 Samuel chapter three where God calls out to him. And at first he thinks it's Eli, the old man, the, the, the priest. And, and, and because Eli knew God's voice. He said, hey, Samuel, next time you hear that, say, speak, Lord. Your, your servant hears you. So that's, that's the attitude we have. Humility, and then it's speak to me, Lord. I am open to hearing you. I am ready and willing. That's the tricky part right there. I'm ready and willing to respond to whatever you have for me. Despite what I'm looking at, the victory isn't in front of me. The victory's here in the ears that you're speaking into. It's in my soul. When I'm facing that diagnosis, when I'm facing that pink slip, when I'm facing that broken situation, that relationship, my spouse has walked out. The whole thing, the kid, I don't even know where my kid, whatever that looks like for you, and you're, you can, you can, I don't say this generically or flippantly, but man, he's speaking to you. I'm with you, son. I'm with you, daughter. I'm speaking encouraging words to you. I have the victory. I have the master plan, but dial in. Dial into this secondary realm called the supernatural and see what I do for you. It may not work out on the timeline that you want, but man, align with my timing and align with what I'm saying 
and keep going forward. Why? Because here it is. John 10, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Would you bow your heads? Thanks again for joining us. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel. For more content and to connect with us, go to cfan.church.